You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Um, Healthy to live, doing well. Uh, I actually sat down last night and watched the debate, right? Yeah, how'd it go? And I thought Pence knocked it out of the park, man. He did a bang-up job. I I, I walked away feeling hopeful and kind of vindicated a little bit because he said some of the things that... um, I've wanted to say to politicians for a long time, especially the Biden campaign, and pointed out some facts that I really wish Trump would have would have pointed out in the debate. But the thing that Pence did is he was eloquent and did not insult. I mean, like he presented it. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It was good. You know, I, I woke up today, and obviously I'm, I'm I'm a few hours ahead of you. I woke up today and I saw nothing in the news. Nothing. I mean, there were no headlines out of the American press, nothing. And I thought, okay, that means one of two things. One, it was canceled. Okay. That that was my first thought is that something came up last minute. One of them tested positive for COVID or something. You know how the games are playing. Something happened and they canceled it. Or it was a political ass kicking. And you're telling me it was the latter of the two. It was a political ass kicking. Yeah, it was, it was a political ass kicking. Kamala did not answer any of the questions. She did the, the typical political speak to where they just burn up time without answering anything. She's just a bunch of nonsense is what she was saying. Didn't say anything about policies or any of that kind of stuff. Um, the moderator did a decent job. The The catch is when you look at the times, uh, how long each person spoke, Kamala and Pence had a three second difference. That's it. Three seconds. They were almost exact. But if you were watching the debate, you realize that Kamala was rarely interrupted by the moderator. Very few times was she interrupted by the moderator. Pence regularly was interrupted by the moderator and Pence kept going and kept talking, which means they were cutting Pence off. If he would not have interrupted like he was and continued finishing his points and thoughts, he would not have had equal time. I did see a couple of clips this morning of her um, her antics and everything that she was doing. And it was a bit um, she didn't really answer a whole lot. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think she as you said, I don't think she answered any, anything at all. Uh, I wasn't surprised at that. I, I was not surprised at that. When I saw the way that she was behaving, I thought, OK, I can put up with this for five minutes and that's it. I don't want to sit there and I don't want to listen to that. Someone that behaves like a child and can't even answer. This is precisely why Kamala Harris couldn't make it past her own primary. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. She was polling 2% when she dropped out. 2%. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's why she dropped out. She couldn't win the primary in her own state. That's why she left. When I said that it was a bad VP pick, it was a bad VP pick. Everybody, all the all the conservative talk show hosts were out there saying, oh, it's a great pick. It's a great pick. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an amazing uh, fight from here. And I thought this woman's terrible. Why would you pick her? Why would you pick her? First of all. OK. All right. Fair enough. She's a woman. Right. She, we kind of tick that box. Right. We're, let's play the identity politics game for a second. She takes the box. OK. She's a woman. Fine. No problem with that. Whatever. 
Two, is she a woman of color? No, she's not. No, she's not. No, she, it, she's a woman of color as in she's a minority, not she's a woman a minority. of color as in yeah, she's, she's not black. Not yet. Yeah, and that's – when they yeah. say person of color, that's what it, that's what it is. Uh, it's yeah. just – yeah, it, that's the identity politic game. That's not what I say because I don't look at someone's color. None of us around here do. Uh, and if they did, sorry, we're not going to have you here. But I, I love how they're trying to pass her off like this and it's just – yeah, it, it, it's it's complete nonsense. It, it's nonsense. Anyway, you look at it. And I was I was disgusted by the fact that uh, she danced around questions. We do have we do have a few audio clips we'll play here in just a minute. But um, what what else stood out to you? So that's actually not different than what Biden did. The The other thing is, is you'll see a lot of fact checking with Pence if there's going to be any fact checking at all. The, the catch is they won't do any fact checking for Kamala at all. And the reason is she had no content. There was nothing there. And uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the things that she said in the um, debate was she pointed out uh, the proven wrong, right? The, the, the thing that we, we have 10 people at least documented that have come out and said, this is not true, which, by the way, one of them is an, an opponent of Trump. You know, one uh, Bolton has come out and said it. The, the fallacy of um, Trump called the, the soldiers stupid and, you know, what, whatever the heck they're saying that, that he said that or whatever they're saying he said that he didn't say when he was in France. And uh, anyway. Um, oh, but Biden can call them uh, stupid bastards and slow and dumb and, and yeah. dull and all yeah, that stuff. That's, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, which, by the way, the moderator actually cut Pence off at, at that point. He was pointing out that Biden actually said those things and the moderator was talking over him at the time. So it was difficult to hear him uh, saying that. And in fact, one of the times they actually started to cut his mic, they, they faded his mic down um, at, at one point. You could still hear it because they have like moderate uh, monitors on the stage or something. So the microphone was still picking it up uh, from Kamala's side. Uh, but anyway, they pointed that out and. If the news media is to uh, check that, you know, to to fact check it, the, the problem is, is they would have to fact check themselves because they're the ones that also pushed that narrative that Trump said that the the, the, the soldiers are stupid and, you know, are, are veterans that died. So they would have to fact check themselves, which they aren't going to do. And they're not going to fact check Kamala because, you know, so no fact checking there. Uh, some of the things that that really stood out, honestly, is just the, the thing that really impressed me. And I, I knew this going into it. I, I actually had a fairly high expectation of Pence. Part of the reason that is the case is because I'm a Christian. He's a Christian. He's like the stereotype of what uh, the the quote unquote world thinks of, of Christians, right? He's like the pinnacle of that stereotype. And he reminds me of some of my 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 family that I, I greatly respect. So going into it, I expected a lot of him. Uh, and and he did not disappoint. In fact, I was impressed. Um, I, I'm I'm really hoping that Trump takes some notes uh, on how to do this because um, he brought forth facts, statistics, called Kamala a liar without being a jerk about it. He he did some burns in there that was not rude, um, very polite, but burns nonetheless. And that is that is a very. Um, uh, I don't know. It's more tasteful, in my opinion. It just I, I enjoy that better than the circus we've seen with uh, POTUS debate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, all right, let's um, let's look at this, because the part of the country that you and I both come from different parts geographically, but 
16 hours by car. It's not it's not that much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the industry that we both thrive on in those parts of the country in mo- in the modern era is fracking. OK, so let's talk about fracking, because Biden said on many occasions he'll, there are there is no room for fossil fuels in his administration and he'll ban them. Of course, when he was confronted about this by uh, supporters or whatever you want to call them, people that are, you know, Biden voters and all that stuff. Then he said, no, I, I, I'm i not going to ban fracking. No, of course not. But then he says, yes. And of course, I mean, it's a flip flop back and forth. Right. So let's hear what they had to say last night at the debate on fracking. Let's see if she's taking the same stance. Well, look, uh, Senator Harris, you're you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. You yourself said on multiple occasions when you were running for president that you would ban fracking. Joe Biden looked at a supporter in the eye and pointed and said, I guarantee, I guarantee that we will abolish fossil fuels. They have a $2 trillion version of the Green New Deal, Susan, that your newspaper USA Today said really wasn't that very different from the original Green New Deal. More taxes, more regulation, banning fracking, abolishing fossil fuel, crushing American energy and economic surrender to China is a prescription for economic decline. President Trump and I will keep America growing. The V-shaped recovery that's underway right now will continue with four more years of President Donald Trump. Thank thank you very, very much, Vice Okay, so uh, the whole time now, I, I know the listener can't see that, obviously, the whole time she's sitting there shaking her head as in saying no the whole time. So she's she's not agreeing with anything that he said. Of course, the, everything that he said was accurate. We've heard him say it multiple times. He even brought up the fact that, look, he's he's even told his own supporters, yeah, I'll, I'll ban it. But then he doesn't. So, again, she's entitled to her opinion, but she's not entitled to her own facts, <laughs> as he put it. That was that was great. Uh, so. Again, uh, a burn pulling out facts, just putting out what they've said. That was great. There was one point they were talking about the Green New Deal and they said that they're not for the Green New Deal. Right. And (laughs) Kamala said they're not for the Green New Deal and saying our plan is different than the Green New Deal and blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, so what they don't they don't want 100 trillion. They only want 99 trillion. Is is that how it's different? Their plan, their plan is two trillion. Which the Green um, New Deal says there with two trillion. No, no, doesn't the, the happen. Biden the the Biden campaign's Green New Deal is two oh, trillion. Okay, now that's what they're saying. We know when you, we broke down the the Green New Deal, that is not the case. However, uh, you as a listener, if you want to check this out, uh, JoeBiden.com slash climate dash plan. Right, so the, the little hyphen climate plan. All right, so just look up his climate plan and. In here, it says Biden believes the Green New Deal is a crucial framework for meeting the climate challenges we face. But they don't believe in the Green New Deal. But their entire plan is based on the Green New Deal. So, um, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Um, right after he said he said all that, by the way, um, I, I believe Kamala came in, and that's where she said uh, her rebuttal to that was they they don't believe in the green new deal it's a it's a different like their plan is different and so on and so forth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so let's jump over to uh, her response to uh, pack in the supreme court now unfortunately we don't have audio of this there there wasn't any audio of this there it's out there but we don't have it on hand right now she was asked by pence about trying to uh, argue against confirming uh, amy coney barrett to the supreme court and he flat out asked her a yes or no question will you before packing the supreme court as vice president, yes or no? Yes or no? It's a, What is it with politicians? They can't say yes or no. What is it with politicians? I don't care which one it is. They can't say yes or no. None of them. It's pathetic. 
It's pathetic. She says, you want to talk about, listen to how she dances around this question. She says, you want to talk about packing the court. Let's have that discussion. Okay, well, <laughs> let's have it. Let's have it. Then she says, Abraham Lincoln was up for re-election and there was a Supreme Court seat vacant with 27 days to go. Honest Abe decided to wait until the election. She, how, okay. Um, yes or no. Are you in favor of packing the Supreme Court or not? I, I don't give a damn well, what Abraham Lincoln did about the Supreme Court. I, I don't care. Are you going to pack yeah, so, the Supreme Court now or not? This was they had just mentioned um, Pence had just mentioned before this uh, about the um, leading up to the question. He, he made mention of the other uh, Supreme Court justices that have been nominated and appointed during the last uh, last year of a president's term. And that's where this Abraham Lincoln uh, BS came from. Should we also point out that, you know, Abraham Lincoln during this time was in the middle of a civil war? Kind of the country was at, you know, each other's throats a little bit, killing each other. And he decided, yeah, it's probably best not to do that and focus on the, the war that's at hand. Uh, I mean, kind of a different situation a little bit. I mean, we're we're on the cusp of a civil war ourselves currently, as it, it that's what the temperature in the room seems like. I don't know if the American people feel that way, but that, that's what it looks like anyway. But yeah, again, she does not answer. She just I don't I don't know if you have the, the rest of the transcript when he asks her three more times or, or excuse me, two more times after that. She does the same thing and beats around the bush and just talks about other things. And then the last time she was to address it, I, I believe she was given 30 seconds to respond or something. And she basically just says, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I'm glad you brought that up and went on and didn't say anything about it. She never answered the question when when pressed on it. And the other thing that was was really disappointing, the moderator never pushed her on that question. She never grilled her. She never was like, do you want to answer that question? Will you answer that question? I'll give you 15 seconds to answer the question. Will you answer yes or no? She never, she didn't do any of that. She didn't do any. It was it was no. really, again, it was a disappointing moderator again. Yeah. They're, but they're Pence giving did passes. so well. They're, they're giving passes on everything like they, they don't they don't press or anything. And it's just like the disavow thing with with Trump. It's like that. Will you disavow the white supremacists? Will you disavow the KKK? Will you disavow this and disavow it? And it's like it, after he gets done disavowing 900 times, they say this president just won't disavow. I don't know what yeah. his problem is, but he just won't do it. But God, that, the conversation that it, me. Yeah, it's, it's pathetic. that interaction. Uh, no, I mean, in the debate, that that interaction right there, it was both Wallace and Biden both going, come on, do it, do it, disavow, come on, do it, do it. And you can't do that to Trump. That was intentional. You yeah. can't you can't strong arm Trump. He res he's he's an American that, that you don't strong arm Americans. We're 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 rebellious and bullheaded. I mean, it's just you come out swinging when you do that kind of stuff. And, uh, and they knew that Trump's they, they knew yeah, that. They, and that's, they that's why they did it. So they the, the idea was to, to just was to double team him like that so that he would get put in that defensive stance all evening long. And the yep. American people would look at it just from a psychological standpoint. They look at it and say, oh, man, look at the way this, this guy this guy's behaving. Well, it, clearly yep. you can see where the juvenile attitude's coming from. It's not coming from Trump. And I'm not sitting here being some Trump cheerleader either. I mean, I understand the position that the guy was in. To be quite fair, the debate needed to happen, but the campaign never should have agreed to Wallace. That guy's a scumbag. He's a scumbag. Put somebody else up there that's actually going to be non-biased. How about that? How about that? Can we do that? Is that possible? 
someone that's going to equally split the time. And can we do something about Biden? Can you take the wires off, please? Can you drop the wires? Can you drop the act? The man's a corpse up there. It's ridiculous. You know, I I actually had a, a thought on that. Both of them could have actually been wearing a wire. It could have been that we see this with professionals, um, like professor, professional uh, radio show host or TV host or whatever. Uh, even the news media does it. They'll have an earpiece in and it's their their monitor. It's their connection to, you know, for example, with them talking like this, um, Obviously, you have to have something with the the social distancing that they're doing, the plexiglass for the the um, VP debate last night, which was that stupid. was an ad prop out of the Soviet Union. Is all that was. That was, yeah. Um, but it, it, it would it would di- make it difficult for you to hear both the moderator and uh, the other the other candidate. So um, I, I could see them wearing uh, an earpiece or something so they could hear that. That that would make sense. And. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd also like to note the the head of the um, coronavirus task force, uh, uh, Pence, uh, vice president, uh, he came out and said um, these plexiglass shields do absolutely nothing. And the um, the analogy I heard on it, which was fantastic, actually, it's like having your doorway and an open doorway and you take a plexiglass shield that's five foot tall and you're putting it in your doorway saying it's going to stop all the airflow. That That's the equivalent of what it's doing. And uh, clearly for it doesn't work, by the way, for those that are, you know, undecided. It, it doesn't. It's like I've said it before. It's like putting up a chain link fence to stop a mosquito. It doesn't work. It, it's it's ridiculous. It, like I said, it's an ad prop from from something out of Pravda. It's ridiculous. Charlottesville came up. And of course, mm-hmm. um, you know, Harris, Kamala Harris brought this up. And she said that um, uh, the issue of Charlottesville, where people were peacefully protesting. Yeah, the ones that were that were smashing people in the head with bricks and, and stabbing police horses. Yeah, that one, that peaceful protest. Yeah. Peacefully protesting the need for racial justice, where a young woman was killed on the other side. And there were neo-Nazis carrying tiki torches, shouting racial epithets, uh, mm-hmm. anti-Semitic slurs. Could we possibly call out the governor of New York and the mayor of New York City? Just saying. And Donald Trump, when asked about it, said they were fine people on both sides. So uh, Pence went on. Uh, let, let's just listen to the audio. Charlottesville, where people were peacefully protesting the need for racial justice, where a young woman was killed. And on the other side, there were neo-Nazis carrying tiki torches, shouting racial epithets, anti-Semitic slurs. And Donald Trump, when asked about it, said there were fine people on both sides. You know, I think this is one of the things that uh, makes people dislike the media so much in this country, Susan, is that you selectively edit, just like Senator Harris did, comments that President Trump and I and others on our side of the aisle make. I mean, Senator Harris conveniently omitted, after the, after the president made comments about people on either side of the debate over monuments, he condemned the KKK, neo-Nazis, and white supremacists, and has done so repeatedly. You're concerned that he doesn't condemn neo-Nazis. President Trump has Jewish grandchildren. His daughter and son-in-law are Jewish. This is a president who who respects and cherishes all of the American people. Again, she's sitting there shaking her head as in as if she's saying no. While, while Pence is saying this, like he's saying the man's grandchildren are Jewish. His daughter converted to Judaism. His son-in-law, Kushner, is Jewish. And she's sitting there shaking her head back and forth like, no, no. No. Well, they can't really believe this, can they? 
They, they cannot really believe this. I mean, it's I, I, no. I refuse to believe that they actually believe this. No. Uh, OK, an example. I, I just thought came to me here recently about the um, we've seen with sports. We've seen the, the numbers in sports, which, by the way, there was 50,000 or excuse me, 50 million viewers of this debate last night. Uh, so far, that's what they're they're releasing. Um, almost 51 million. And uh, the NBA games here recently, the uh, finals, um, there was all the final games put together didn't equal that um, over. What is it? Four nights now? Three nights, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the the best night they had was seven point eight million, seven point nine million, something like that. Uh, somewhere in that range. Looking at the the ratings and whatnot for your your sports um, here lately. So NFL. NBA, you know, all these all these guys that are going woke, we, we see the ratings dropping at like to number the NBA's numbers are lower than they've ever been in record. So I, I don't think the polls are accurate. I don't think the American people are on board with this SJW nonsense. I think the American people, if you look at the the anecdotal data that we're seeing from all the other um, mediums that are going woke. I, I don't think the American people believe the SJW nonsense. I think the American people largely still love America, still believe in America, and are understanding who the Biden campaign is. Um, now, obviously, that is my anecdotal belief um, based on the data we're seeing um, and the, the fact that the media is not pushing anything about the debate. They're not talking about it at all, kind of leads you to believe that um, they're scared a little bit because they're not willing to show you the truth, the American people. It just nails in the coffin, you know, another nail in the coffin saying the media is a shill for the um, uh, socialists. So yeah, I, I, I don't think the American people believe any of this. I, I think it's going to be more and more. We're seeing this data come in. I think Trump's going to win in a landslide. I don't think these polls are anywhere near accurate. I think they're trying to build up a narrative so that when they go to courts, um, they'll say, look, we have all this evidence showing that he won. But then when you take all the other data points and you add that to there, you look and see that the polls are all wrong. That they, they weren't. When you look at how many people are registering to vote that are the, the, the voter base for Donald Trump, you, you look at how many people are uh, um, switching sides, changing their their um, registrations from Democrat to Republican or or even just going from Democrat to independent. Right. If you look at how many are leaving it's difficult to say, uh, yeah, Donald Trump's going to lose. That doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, I think that people do see through this. And I, I think that the polls are, are bull. They're, they're bull. They're, they're just like the. I mean, these are the same polling companies and this is the same media that lied to us all the way up through through 2016 and lied to us through everything that's happened up to this point. They lied to us about Russiagate. They lied to us about the uh, the porn star. They lie. The porn hooker is his Melania calls. Yeah. <laughs> the, they, they lied to us about um, the uh, what's it called? Um, oh, hell. What was the other thing? Uh, the Ukraine thing. Right. All, all that. That that's all been debunked and, and refuted and, and all that stuff. No one's talking about that. They lied to us through the entire impeachment process. And now we're supposed to believe polls and opinions coming out of them. I don't buy it. 
I don't buy it. What were the polls saying before the election against Hillary Clinton? Don't even bother to come out to vote. You don't need to. Hillary's already got it won. It's it's 99 to 99 to 1, 98 to 2, 96 to 4. Don't even bother. She she's already in the White House today measuring the windows for the drapes that she's going to put on. That that's what she's doing. So there's no need to even to even come out and vote. And what happened? It was a landslide. As you said, people are switching sides. And when I say switching sides, it's not necessarily from D to R. As a matter of fact, I don't know of anybody that's going the other way. I don't know of anybody that's that's I mean, do you know anybody that's a Republican that's switching to Democrat? I don't. I don't. I know people that have been classic Democrats that are saying, uh, yeah, I didn't vote for Trump last time. But guess what? I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now because the the Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party of your father. It's not the Democrat Party of your grandfather. It's been taken over and co-opted by radical Marxists. And that's what the party has become. Is that what represents you? Americans are not Marxists. I, I do actually have some evidence that came out here lately. Uh, you remember those um, those uh, Republicans that flipped Democrat that were asking questions of Biden uh, during the town hall meeting here recently? They they were asking. Oh, and the the other ones that were undecided voters that were uh, voting for not undecided. They were independent that had voted for Trump and were, were voting for Biden this time. Yeah, it turns out the media actually lied to us on those guys. It turns out those guys were actually Biden supporters the entire time. They were not registered Republicans. Uh, they were not registered independents, or uh, some of them were, but they supported Biden since uh, 2019. Um, so, yeah, you know, they, they just kind of happened to lie to us again, just, just a little bit. Let's jump over to some taxes. Are you a fan of the Biden tax plan? Yeah. I mean, oh, it's they need fantastic, what, isn't it? They need, yeah. they need $2 trillion, is that what you said, for the Green New Deal under the Biden, uh, mm-hmm. the Biden plan? Mm-hmm. Now, Trump, yeah. has, Trump has cut taxes in some regards, but I know some other people that are actually paying more now because of the Trump tax plan. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that you could call that uh, a Trump tax cut, per se, because not everybody got a tax cut. Some people actually wound up paying more. Uh, And so let's look at let's listen to um, what they were talking about with the Biden tax plan, shall we? Joe Biden says democracy is on the ballot. Make no mistake about it, Susan. The, The American economy, the American comeback is on the ballot with four more years of growth. Thank you. An opportunity, four more years of President Donald Trump. 2021 is going to be the biggest economic year in the history of this country. Thank you, Vice President Pence. Senator Harris? Well, I mean, I thought we saw enough of it in last week's debate, but I think this is supposed to be a debate based on fact and truth. And the truth and the fact is Joe Biden has been very clear. He will not raise taxes on anybody who makes less than $400,000 a year. repeal the Trump tax cuts. Uh, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Be important if you said the truth. Joe Biden said twice in the debate last week that he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. That was tax cuts that gave the average working family $2,000 in a tax break every single year. That is, Senator, that is absolutely not true. That is he only bill, cutting? Is he only going to repeal part of the Trump tax cuts? If you don't mind letting me finish, we can Please. then have a conversation. OK? Please. OK. Joe Biden will not raise taxes on anyone who makes less than $400,000 a year. He has been very clear about that. Joe Biden will not end fracking. He has been very clear about that. <laughs> Joe Biden is the one who, during the the Great Recession, was responsible for the Recovery Act that brought America back. 
Okay, I can't hear you. She is terrible. She is terrible. She has no... It seems like she has no confidence in what she's saying. None. Like, you can tell when somebody's confident when they speak. You can tell that. Especially a politician, right? Even if they don't believe the garbage that they're throwing at you, they at least sound like they have some kind of confidence behind it, right? Now, did Biden say... Was Pence right? Yes, he was. And the reason I say Pence is right because is because, listen to this, Joe Biden. People say, well, Joe, how are you going to do all this? Well, guess what? First thing I do is going to repeal this Trump tax cut. Oh, not a joke. Uh, hmm. Senator Harris, th- there it is, right there. There's your presidential candidate right there saying the first thing he's going to do to pay for all this is repeal those Trump tax cuts. That's right. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, Kamala, the the Biden campaign, they're hoping that you, the American people, will not take the time to fact check this because the media is not going to fact check it. They're they're going to they're they're siding with the uh, Biden. So they're hoping that you won't fact check it. And they're also hoping that you're not intelligent enough to remember this, uh, to remember some of these things that came out in the past. So, well, assuming, you know, you heard it in the first place. So I'm I'm being um, you know, I'm making some assumptions here that you guys are paying attention. But I, I assume since you're listening to us, you're, you're paying attention, right? So uh, it, it's, it's, really, it's really disrespectful to the American, American people like this. They're, they're lying to us boldface, like right there. And, and then calling you stupid at the same time. It's it's the other the other thing because this it's is demeaning. audio you don't get to see it's, it's it demeaning it it's insulting it really is and it's okay since this is audio you don't get to see the video that that we get to see but Kamala there the way she did the little uh, you you know how women do like the little head thing it's like no no you uh-huh. didn't you you just inter- yeah she did that when when he stepped in and said wait no this is about truth this is what the truth is um she was doing that doing her smile laughing excuse thing, me I'm and, speaking I'm speaking. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And you know something that was that was a great step in uh, for Pence pointing out the facts on that one. And it was uh, Kamala came out looking. uh, It was okay. So Pence looks a little aggressive there, shall we say? Yeah. But Kamala looked worse in that interaction, I think, in my opinion, if you watch the actual video, um, the, she, the way she she's, look, the, she looked like yeah, she it was, didn't get a good night's sleep or something. I, I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm yeah. not, I, I'm not, no, she's looked better before. I don't know what happened yeah. here, but she, she but looked she like COVID, she was so. COVID. Yeah. She looked like she was, I, I want to say, I, I almost want to say exhausted. She, she really looked like she was just tired and she was just off of her game. Because, I mean, I've seen her give speeches before, and she sounds a lot better than what she did there. But maybe it was the fact that Pence was actually just repeatedly hitting her with fact after fact after fact after fact, and she didn't know what to do. She was looking down. You could see what she was doing. She was looking down at the prefabricated answers that her people gave her, and that's what she was going off of. And she was trying to improvise. You could tell that there was improv there. You, I mean, you could tell. she, But she doesn't know she how doesn't to play. No, she doesn't. She She's not ready for the big leagues. And when I say the big leagues, I'm talking up there on the national and even the international stage, talking and playing the political game. She's not ready for it. If she would have been ready for that, then she would have done better. She would have gone further. She dropped out before the Iowa caucus. Do people forget that? She doesn't do good when when she gets pushed back on her heels like that. She doesn't she doesn't know how to fight back. She doesn't know how to get it, it, it was really it was really telling. Like if you watch her and you look at the point. 
if you know the facts and you're watching for when she's lying, you can see the little telltale signs that she does. Like the the she does a real similar facial expression or like a smile or kind of that laugh that she does when she's lying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, she she kind of does like the a little, little squinty like, eye thing, and scuff. she just kind of nods yeah. her head real fast back and forth, like uh-huh. you jitter your head, and you you kind of yeah. crumple your lips. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, and she that's that's oh. when she's getting hit hard. She's back on her yeah. heels, and she's trying to figure out how do I lie my way out of this one. Well, she's learned from the best. She comes from California, so I'm surprised. As a matter of fact, I, I'm surprised she is better at this than what she is. To be fair, she tried Look, though. She she did she try. Tried. Yeah, if you, she did try. If you, if you listen in one of those when when she start, you can hear the whininess in her voice. The 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 she tried to to impose the emotion like she did when that that little girl that was on the bus. Yeah, that was me. And like how she did the whole, you could tell in the tone she was trying to do that. And Pence was just like came so right she back was going with for the facts and she was going for the sympathy thing. Okay, okay, like oh, she don't, was, yeah. you know, I, you you need to feel sorry for me because uh, you know uh-huh. I, I know what it's like to be in that. Shut up, lady. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get over to some facts. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about COVID. Right. Because everybody's all over Trump about this whole COVID nonsense. Right. He, everybody's all over him. The media's all over him. I saw the CNN thing. And here's now President Trump taking off his mask. And we know that this is a photo op. This is what he wants people to see. <laughs> There's nobody around it's him. Like, He's on the steps. There's no one around him. There's nobody around him for like 400 feet. Anyway, all right. I'm um I I wanted the president up there doing that though because we've seen the numbers yeah. and the statistics saying that this is the flu virus. By the way, the WHO has come out and said that um uh, what was it 700 and like 780 million or 700 million whatever. 700 million people have been infected around the world. That that's the the actual estimate that they're they're giving and that means if you take the fatality rate and you you do a little math there, you know, it's a 0.13% fatality rate. The flu the yeah. flu. Yeah. So I want the president up there taking that photo op, showing that I'm healthy and strong, even though I have COVID-19. Don't be afraid and of this virus. I want that. We heard a telephone interview of him three hours ago, three hours ago. Yeah. Does he sound like somebody that's suffering a, a debilitating disease and, and someone that's, yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, every, down under the weather and and is, is suffering horribly and can't breathe? Does, does he sound like that? He sounded well, I mean, energetic every, every, and upbeat. Uh, we we must have heard the different one because I heard. <coughs> <coughs> right. No, right. actually, I'm, th- right. that's not what we heard at all. No, actually, we have that audio. I can I can dig it back up. But anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, or let's let's hear what they had to say about um, the uh, about the president's response on the coronavirus hoax, as uh, Harris puts it. What was happening and they didn't tell you. Can you imagine if you knew on January 28th? As opposed to March 13th, what they knew, what you might have done to prepare. Ho! They knew and they covered it up. (laughs) The president said it was a hoax. They minimized the seriousness of it. The president said, you're on one side of his ledger. If you wear a mask, you're on the other side of his ledger. If you don't. And in spite of all of that today, they still don't have a plan. Ooh. Uh, Okay. Okay. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Um... I don't know what to say to that. Okay. Uh, oh boy. Can, can pause for. <laughs> I gotta pull those clips. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, d- despite all of those. Okay. D- despite all of those, she she said January they knew and they they ignored it. Is that is that right? January. That that's what she said. Jan. Imagine on January 20, 28th, something like that. Okay. They they knew and they kept it from you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen for me, if you will. 
Dr. Anthony Fauci on January 21st, which is seven days prior to this. Obviously, you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. Uh, Okay, that was January 21st. Now, imagine, imagine of what they knew and they didn't tell you. Imagine. Now, see, according to her, that was Trump. That was Dr. Fauci. And and last time I checked, he's pretty much a a saint to the... uh, to, to the Democrats when it comes to all this COVID stuff, right? He's the one that everyone needs to be listening to. He's the one people are taking faith in. As a matter of fact, you know, there's a new Anthony Fauci. Uh, there's a doll out there, like, you know, one of those little plastic ones. Some, someone's actually created one. You can get one with or without a mask. Have, have you seen those, bros? You can buy uh, Fauci I actually, doll, be honest with you, I thought about candles. buying one. Yeah, I thought about buying one, to be fair. You know, the one with the mask. Yeah, I thought about buying one. Just put I it mean, right here. It's 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 actually a good novelty item that you can show your grandkids in the future and be like, hey, see, th- we lived through COVID-19. You know, that horrible pandemic that was actually um, if you're allowed to have grandkids. I, I just I just I just forgot there for a minute that uh, grandkids, by the time I I would have grandkids, we would be in the middle of the social credit system. Let's uh, let, let's jump over to. OK, so Trump knew about all this. Right. And he tr- Trump knew about all this. And, and imagine what he kept from you, the public. They're talking about COVID, right? About the coronavirus, the, the early onset, right? The early days. Wait, wait. Back in January. You, you, mean, you mean back in January, you know, when he announced the restriction from China, the travel yes, restriction? That one. Effective yes, that one. February 2nd. Okay. Okay. That, that's the one. Yeah, that, he, that's the he one. He kept it from us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let, let's go to um, let's go to Nancy Pelosi on uh, February 2nd. She's a Democrat. Isn't that right? I, I think. I believe so. Yeah. 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 House Speaker uh, Nancy Pelosi. Let's listen to what she had to say. It's exciting to be here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be unified with our community. Uh, We want to be vigilant about what might be on uh, what is out there in other places. We want to be careful about how we deal with it. But we do want to say to people, come to Chinatown. Here we are. We're, again, careful, safe and Come join us. I'm here. We feel safe and sound. So many of us coming here is not only say it's safe, but to say thank you for being Chinatown. Before we get too far from the Nancy Pelosi bit, um, I want to make a note here that Nancy Pelosi is also uh, the one that's standing in the way of any kind of uh, any more bailouts for, you know, any businesses that may need or any people that are, you know, may need some because of these governors. Trump has actually said that if you put something on on the table that goes straight to the American people, uh, he would sign it through. But she's instead decided to try to pass uh, these bailouts for select groups and organizations that are pet projects of theirs or companies and organizations that benefit them. So in other words, they're playing politics and, and games with our lives. Uh, I just want to point that out, that that's that's the same woman there um, that's saying all that. She um, she made that statement there that we heard in that recording on uh, February 2nd. Just throwing that out there. Um, so who who was it that was downplaying it? It was Trump that was shutting off travel to uh, to China to and from. He was shutting that down. And as a matter of fact, as soon as he did that, that's where Nancy Pelosi went. She went to Chinatown in her own district and she was out there. Go have a dim sum with Nancy. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Go, have, go have some well, dim sum. He, he's xenophobic and racist. They for decided doing that lockdown. 
Yes, they decided. Even Bernie said, no, would you stop uh, travel from China? No. Same thing with Biden. Would you stop travel from China? No. They both said it. They decided that they're going to go out and play the identity politics game rather than face reality. That's what these people do. Further evidence of this, New York City Health Minister, February 2nd, same day. The risk to New Yorkers for coronavirus is low and that our preparedness as a city is very high. There is no reason not to take the subway, not to take the bus, not to go out to your favorite restaurant, and certainly not to miss the parade next Sunday. I'm going to be there. Parade never happened, by the way. Take your family, grab the subway, take the bus. Come on out. Didn't they request like 50,000 ventilators or something crazy, like a huge number? Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, they had field hospitals that were erected to to try to, you know, uh, alleviate the hospitals. And Mm -hmm. then we had the the Navy hospital ship come in and and which actually left, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think Javits took what, five, five patients, something like that. Yeah, it was it was a really low number. I I mean, uh, just conservatively, I'm, I'm going to say 60 people because I, I think there was 60 altogether, but I don't think there were COVID patients. Um, the, towards the end, they were they changed it to where they would allow COVID page, patients on there. But um, before it wasn't for COVID patients, it was for the other ones like, you know, um, blunt force trauma or, or, or um, heart attack or something like that, you know, not COVID related. But I should also point out that that Navy ship, I believe, was uh, aiding Venezuela at the time, was it not? It, it was, was in Caracas. Uh, we had south. to call it back. Yeah, we had to call yeah. it back. It yeah. was giving, yeah. by the way, it was giving free medical care to the people that so desperately needed it down in Caracas, Venezuela. And they have socialism to thank for that. Uh, and by the way, to be clear, so not socialism for the, the Navy ship being down there, but socialism for the fact that they have no food, no electricity, no fresh water and no medical care. Just to be clear. All right, let's do a couple more of these, because, I, I mean, you see you see Trump covered all this stuff up. He, he he hit all this. He downplayed all of it, you see. And so listen for me, if you will. Senator John Liu. Same day. But there's really no need to panic and to avoid activities that we always do as New Yorkers. We are a hearty people. As an Asian American, I've been somewhat disturbed, if not outright appalled, at some of the comments or gestures that I have seen. Diseases originate from anywhere or from particular places in the world. Again, playing the identity politics game, but coming out, reassuring the public. Oh, there's no need to panic. Don't worry about it. This is not something that's uh, that's off. Well, as a matter of fact, that was. Uh, well, OK, yeah. Senator John Lou, he was from, yeah, from, from New York. Uh, Senator Brian Kavanaugh, also from New York. What did he have to say? It's very important uh, that we recognize that this holiday and this festival is of tremendous uh, significance for many communities in our state. And uh, it is very important that we ensure that uh, we don't have misinformation. And many in the media have been covering uh, this issue uh, as if it's, you know, a terrible plague that uh, people have to avoid. So where, where was Trump downplaying this? Where, where was Trump denying all this? Where, where was uh, where was Trump saying that uh, that this was uh, uh, how did he say it? Uh, a terrible plague that everyone should avoid. Where, where was Trump saying all this or where, where was he denying any of that? I, I don't recall that happening from Trump. Everything about this campaign, everything about the modern Democrat, excuse me, everything about the modern Marxist party that's taken over the Democrat Party in the United States is about flipping the agenda back on itself and passing it off onto you. 
So if you don't believe what they're telling you, because as you said, Bruce, no one has time to do this research. So you need to take their word for it, right? They're going to tell you how things are going to be because you're too busy. You don't have time for this. So they're going to do all of this for you. You don't need to think. You don't need to do your own research. You don't need to form your own opinion based on your own experience and your own knowledge, your own learning. You don't need to do any of that. See, they're going to do all this stuff for you. And clearly, clearly, everything you just heard of, clearly, those were all Republicans, weren't they? Those were all Republicans. <laughs> right. <laughs> weren't they? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I hate playing party politics. I hate it. I ha- I can't stand it because that is I'm about ideas. I'm about ideas. I don't care if someone's got an RD next to their name, but man, the the agenda that's being played out here is is so transparent. It's laughable. It is laughable. And to think that they come back and they play it off onto you and I like we're adult children and we're that stupid and that gullible is insulting. It is insulting. So there's there's another bit there that I want to address uh, before we get too far away and and um, uh, I, I lose my train of thought. Kamala addressed one of the things saying <laughs> Trump called it a hoax. Um, by the way, Trump did not call the virus a hoax. He's never called the virus a hoax. He has called the hysteria that the media is drumming up a hoax. Let's be very clear. When he was talking about that, it was not the media immediately jumped on him saying, oh, he's calling the virus a hoax. No. When you listen to the the interaction he has there, he's saying the hysteria that that's being drummed up about the virus is a hoax. And that that really the, the fact that they keep pulling that one out. They keep pulling out the which they obviously they pulled that one out in the debate last night. They pulled out the uh, the stupid losers or whatever they said he he had said about the soldiers and some of the other things. They keep pulling out these narratives that have been proven wrong time and time and time again. They think the media thinks you as the American people are stupid. They think they can sit there and lie to you and you don't have the intelligence or the memory to remember what actually happened or have the wherewithal to go in and look it up yourself. That's what's going on here. It's disgraceful. I agree. I agree. It is disgraceful. Uh, okay, so the Trump campaign. Let's let's jump off of that. The uh, Trump campaign, sticking with debates here. Uh, they agree to uh, another face to face debate, but the media is making it out to sound like uh, Trump has backed out of this, and then he's agreed to it. But he he wants stipulations. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Biden campaign wanted to do it virtually, and Trump said no. So they pushed it back by well, a week. Was, is that is that correct? It was the um, wh- whatever the electorate is that decides the debates and all that. The um, um, whatever that that body is that that sets them up. They were the ones that suggested doing it virtually um, because of the president's COVID nineteen, um, and the the president was He's like, fine. "Yeah, no, we're not going to do one virtually." So they decided to push it back a week. They offered the organization or whatever they they offered. Okay, well we'll delay it a week and then we'll do it next week instead of or or you know the week after instead. I the the Trump campaign agreed and I think the Biden campaign is also uh, agreed. So they'll delay it one week, uh, which you know I I would rather them be in person there on stage because. Um, with the amount of technical difficulties, the delays that happen with, uh, uh, you know, the the internet connection, everything, Skype, you, it just it doesn't work. I mean, you need and to have honestly, them there on, on stage. if you have, yeah, you do, you do. And to be fair, it's easy enough to cross it over with a canned response. It's it's easy enough to cross that over. So if you have, uh, if you have the virtual one, you could have him there 
So you essentially you have two inputs. Yeah, you could do this. It, it's with with the Hollywood technology at their disposal, because we know that's where they are. So with them at their disposal, they can actually pull this off, which kind of made me a little surprised at the DNC that they should have put on a better performance. I mean, they've got Hollywood on their side. They've got access to all that good production stuff. Where was the where was the excitement? Where was the production value? It wasn't there. It wasn't there. The, the Republicans had it. But of course, Trump's a TV guy. <laughs> yeah. Trump's a TV guy. Yeah. He's an entertainer. So he knows and I think uh, Ivanka was what, even one of the planners. She knows how to do all this this TV stuff. So th- they know what is necessary to energize people. And the Democrats, when I watched the DNC with what we saw of it, it was so boring, man. It was like watching paint dry. It was dull. There was no energy. There, I mean, there was nothing. The daytime stuff was entertaining, right? The um, uh, the Mermaid Queen King, that was interesting, right? That, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I can't quite remember some of the other... Um, colorful individuals they had there, but, uh, or excuse me, charismatic ind- individuals they had there. If I say colorful, we'll probably get banned. So, yeah, man. um, yeah, but anyway, okay. So they're going to do this one. Uh, campus, let's see, let's see. okay. So, uh, Trump said, no, I'm not going to waste my time in a virtual debate. As you said, I mean, it's a waste of time. Why Agreed. do it? Uh, he said on Fox business on Thursday morning, he says, that's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and, and do, he says, and then they cut you off or, or whatever, whenever they want. Which is true. Which you said they were cutting Pence off last night, weren't they? Yeah, they started to fade the the slider a bit there, started fading his microphone. And the other thing to, to note, we've seen this with the news media especially, but when you're on a Skype call and you have some, like the host starts talking while the Skype caller is talking, the host starts to overpower them. Like the the Skype call starts to distort and it gets all gargled and it, it choppy. So no, it's not going to work that way because if they try to do the same thing they did with Pence and try, sit there and try to cut him off short time, like um, literally, I I watched um, I had I had the um, the debate going and then I was watching someone else uh, live streaming the debate as well, getting commentary as they were doing it. They were recording, not recording, excuse me. They were timing uh, how long Pence had. And there was one, you know, some of the times he was supposed to have, it was like two minutes and 30 seconds or something like that, or two minutes or whatever it was. And they were actually cutting him off 15 seconds and, you know, just little things like that. And you could argue, well, he interrupted Kamala. So they're, they're trying to keep times even and stuff. But when you look at the times, if he would not have interrupted like he did, um, he would have been shorted time. They were three seconds apart and uh, overall. Uh, so they had, they had equal time, um, that's actually that's pretty it's, good. It's, that's pretty good. That is that is really good. Uh, I mean, that was you know well well I done watched, in that sense. I watched it. You know, you, you wouldn't believe this. I, I watched a um. You know, the French elections are coming up soon, and those are really interesting to watch. The the French, the Germans, these uh, the Spanish, the Dutch, the Italians, all these European countries have their own news networks that are in English, and so everyone around the world can watch them. And I think some of the uh, the UAE, I think UAE countries have them as well or excuse me, the UAE has some as well. And a couple other Middle Eastern countries have some as well. The Russians have their own uh, that you can watch. And so it's quite interesting when you start watching some of these things. And I was watching the French debates a couple of years ago uh, when they had the, well, no, it's been more than a couple of years. I think it was last. They got another one coming up soon. And what was interesting about this, due to the nature of their systems over here, the parliamentary systems, you have sometimes five or 10 candidates up there. Well, if you've got five or 10 candidates that are on stage, I mean, that can get pretty hectic. And so how, how do you how do you organize that as a moderator to try and make that fair? 
when it comes to making points. And this is how they did it. And I like this. I I truly like this. And I would like to see this in American politics going forward when we do this. I would like to see what the French do. And that is each candidate has a clock above their head, each one. So each one of them gets the exact same amount of time, each one of them, to make their points. So it's not it's not you get a 60 second, whatever. Each candidate gets, say, like an hour. OK. And when your time's up, I mean, if you can, if you continue to sit there and rattle on and yammer on and do all your stuff, then you're going to lose your time on other points. You're not going to be able to talk. You're going to be done. So everyone sticks to their clock. Right. Everyone gets a fair amount of time to speak. I like that idea. Uh, and I think in what you're telling me there with they were three seconds off and they pretty much had equal time. I like that. Uh, and that's what brings or brings me to the point that I saw about the uh, the French uh, elections. I like that idea of giving everyone equal time. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm for giving them equal time. The, the thing I would like to see politicians do, though, is learn something from like writers or comedians or, or some of these other people that when they make a point, they don't have this long drawn out let me tell you about my childhood let me tell you how i got there and start from my childhood and then no i i really don't care answer the question and then if you want to add that stuff in after the question fine answer the question straight up right off the bat then go into your other political speak or whatever because i because i don't care about your political speak when when you start doing the kamala was guilty of this time and time again last night um Quit with the political speak. Quit with the SJW nonsense. Answer the question. She she didn't answer hardly any of the questions. And the question she did answer, she lied about. So, or it was misleading. So uh, it, it was it was horrible. And I, I'm tired of politicians doing that. And I wish moderators would hold their feet to the fire when it comes to that kind of stuff. And and obviously that that doesn't happen anymore. We 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 are the media has become so biased now. Um, I I I don't think it'll happen unless we had right. like a maybe. A, Joe Rogan might. That might you be know, an interesting debate. That that I would like to see that. I would like to see the Joe Rogan debate. I really would. He he talked about uh, doing the uh, or somebody. Uh, what was it like? Tim Kennedy mentioned doing like the uh, the fourth one. And of course, there's not going to be a fourth one. So uh, honestly, cancel the third one. Let Joe Rogan do it. Let him do it. What's the problem? What is he? Is he not? Um, is he not woke enough? Is that the problem? Let Joe Rogan do the debate. Lincoln Douglas style, right? Trump on one side of the table, Biden on the other side of the table, Rogan in the middle. It's a done deal, honestly. And what you, know Joe Rogan's, you know, Joe Rogan's it goes three, four hours. So I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think Biden, Biden could do three, four not. hours in in a in a Lincoln yeah. Ducks. Trump can do it. Trump, I think Trump can do it for sure. Trump regularly does it. <laughs> he does. So <laughs> his rallies I, go like four I, I or can, five hours. It's crazy. Yeah, he, he, exactly. He, I miss those rallies, man. He is hilarious. On that stage, yeah, forget really the poli- forget the speech that his speechwriters put all this stuff together. He is absolutely hilarious. Every time I I watch one of his rallies, like the one he did down there in Tulsa, I laughed. I remember I laughed so hard that I actually had to use two or three tissues because I was laughing so hard. It's he he is yeah. he is hilarious. He is. He's an entertainer. You know he knows how to do it. I I I can jump on board and say okay the 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 last debate cancel it. Trump should cancel it and say, hey, Biden, um, we're going to do a Joe Rogan debate. I'm going to be there and then put it put the ball in his court and set up a time, set up, schedule everything and then actually show up and actually do uh, a discussion with Joe Rogan. If if um, if Biden won't show up, I think that would that would be fantastic. Um, uh, It would be great ratings for him. It would be great. It would be a great show. Um, 
And honestly, that would be a good way to um, kind of strike at Biden, if you will, uh, in, in a sense, because the average person, right, the average American, they listen to Joe Rogan. I mean, there, there's a lot of Americans that listen to him and he's can, you know, yeah, he makes millions, but the American people more or less enjoy his shows. I mean, obviously he makes millions doing what he's doing. Millions of people listen to him. So clearly they enjoy it. So I think if uh, Lunch Bucket Joe or Lunch Pale Joe or whatever the heck he calls himself. I think it's lunch bucket is what he says, but whatever. I think it's lunch um, bucket. Le- no, shoe leather. It's shoe leather. Shoe leather. Yeah. Shoe leather. So if, you know, I used if, to get in fights. To... They, used to, they used to call me shoe leather. How, how's that? How'd that uh, work out with corn pop? Huh? Right. Right. So I, I think that would be, I think that would be good. Uh, I think the Amer- it would be, I think that debate would be actually more beneficial to the American people than any of these other debates, just because I, the way Joe Rogan presents himself in, in discussions and everything, he He's not pulling questions out that are biased. Like he's not intentionally pulling things out. You said this, 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 and this, and then you didn't do this. So how are you going to do this now? You know, like uh, we've seen with Wallace. And so I think it would would be a a fairer moderation. Yeah, I I think Joe would ask the questions that the the average American wants to once asked the the whatever you want to call them, the hacks that are up there on uh, on stage that work for the these media conglomerates. They're not asking the questions that you and I would ask, like, uh, what are we going to do about uh, knocking down these mortgage rates? What, what are we going to do about putting some value back in our money so we can actually save and become a society where we can create generational wealth again? What, what are we going to do about that? I don't hear anybody talking about that. Uh, what what are we going to do about? Uh, it, yeah, you can argue all the healthcare nonsense and all that stuff, but uh, wh- what are we going to do in order to protect uh, gun rights? What what are we going to do about that? Yeah. What what are we going to do about the people that want to get rid of our our gun rights? You yeah. know, what, I mean, okay, if you're an anti gun person, that's fine. You can have that stance. I, I don't. I, quite frankly, and I I mean this with all sincerity. I wish we could live in a world where we didn't need guns. Seriously, I, I wish we could. Agreed. I wish we could. But you know something? That's not the reality of how things work in this world that we live in. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and but you you don't you don't get there by getting rid of guns either. Correct. You have to fix the problem first. Correct. It's it's a morality problem, and you can't legislate morality. You just can't do it. So I I think Joe Rogan would actually ask the question because Joe Rogan has his fingers on the pulse of America. He knows what people want to hear, and that's why his show is as popular as it is. So, or I tell you what. How about here? Here's an even better one for you. How about Ted Nugent be the moderator for the next debate? How about that? Is that too biased? Uh, I don't know much about Ted, to be honest. He sits on the board of the NRA. <laughs> be too biased, I think. Yeah, I, he's I don't the, think the, he's the kind the of guy that comes out and yeah. says that uh, we need to be raising hell and demanding accountability and all that stuff. And that's just not what the modern Democrat Party is all about. So anyway, it would be fair. It would be fair. Yes, that's true. Because, I mean, Trump's getting it from the other end, though, isn't he? All right. Uh, yeah. We are out of time, so we are going to have to go. But thank you for sitting down today, Bruce. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're out of time. Where, where did it go? I have Jeez. no idea. I have no idea. We will be back again on uh, on Monday. For those of you who have not and you'd like to, please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. We love getting all of your likes and your echoes and your comments and your upvotes. You can follow me over there at Anderson 3 or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you want to reach out to us and you don't want to do it via social media, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, and we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would appreciate that. We're on just about every platform out there. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Deezer, not SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts at your earliest possible convenience and give us a rating, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Thank you for your time today, Bruce.